Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Um, my guest today is just a fantastic person, someone that I'm so excited to introduce you to. Thanks. And her company may have been one of the only good things to come out of COVID <laughs> because it, it really, it, it sparked something and it, and it brought it to life. And I want to introduce you right now to the creator of Nice Rolls. Uh, it is a pop-up operating out of Archetype Coffee in Little Bohemia, Christina Lee. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dan. This is so exciting. I'm. It's finally here. We like scheduled this like two months ago, maybe, mm-hmm. and it's here. And I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Usually, I schedule out guests probably two or three weeks in advance, kind of try and do that. And and when I was working something out with you, you were like, "Oh man, you know, I'm so sorry, but I'm so booked. Like, can we shoot for October?" And I was like, you know what? I don't care. Yes. If that's what it takes to get you on the show, absolutely. That's that's how pumped I am for this episode. I really appreciate that. It's just been such a crazy time with mm-hmm. COVID, with all of this. And it's sometimes hard to be like, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great, you know, because there's so many people that are struggling. And but if my whatever I'm doing, my venture is being successful. That just means that I can help more people too, just like how Archetype has helped me. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a very fun, weird time right now, mm-hmm. but I'm all about it. So, so I, I first want to introduce listeners to exactly what Nice Rolls is and, sure. and what you've started bringing to the table. And to do so, I kind of want to use my personal story and this was several months ago. I just like, it was one of those things and I feel like it's happened more and more during the pandemic is just, I see something pop up on Instagram and I'm like, and it looks delicious. And I'm just like, okay, here's breakfast egg rolls. What is this? I don't, I don't un- really understand it, but it looks delicious and I have to have it. And archetype, it, it's a bit of a, a bit of a trek for us. We live about half an hour away, but there was one morning I woke up like super early. I was like, this is a priority. And I went and got it. And I brought it home for my wife, who was also working from home at the time. And we were just hooked ever Aww. since. It was just like one of those things where it was like, this is delicious. We're all in. So we, we've we've been involved with the, the pop-up dinners. We've done breakfast multiple times. We did the burger. It's been so fun to just watch the concept grow over time. I guess if you were to provide like an overall what definition, what is nice rolls, mm-hmm. for someone who is completely unfamiliar. What is Nice Rolls? Nice Rolls is just, I would just say just like a Korean, well, Asian fusion of food. Um, I don't really know what category it would be in, (laughs) honestly. Like I've just tried to think about that so much, but I'm just like, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you might see something um, more familiar. You might see something that you just have never tried before. so I guess the simplest way is just like Asian fusion, there's traditional, there's, I'm just kind of all over the place with it. Um, it, I don't know, it's, it kind of just is me, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly, too. Um, I'm kind of all over the place. I like to try new things. Um, I just love food and like what it does for people. Um, just the comfort that it brings, you know, uh, Food just has been always that, um, I don't know, just something that just always brings people together no Mm -hmm. matter what. And 
that's my favorite thing about food because it's not just my food. It's just food in general. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have our favorite restaurants and it's just like, you just feel good after it. And it's nice to be a part of that equation for people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love about what you're doing is you're bringing something new to the table mm-hmm. in in a food city that really, you know, it has so many different cuisines. I don't really know if there's anything quite like nice, nice rolls. Like mm-hmm. there are some Korean restaurants, you know, some Asian inspired restaurants, okay. but they're not, you know, you're doing some of the things like making bulgogi or mm-hmm. things, you know, things that are more traditional, but you're also throwing those ingredients onto a burger, into oh. street tacos, you know, into sloppy joes, things like that. And I, I just think that that's, that kind of opens people's minds to something that they might not have even thought about experiencing before. And and you're bringing that to them. It's just, it's all about for me when I like think of things, it's like, I love tacos. I love burgers. I love sloppy Joe's. Uh And so it's just like, what can I do? What of my flavors can I mix with some of my favorites? And, um, some work, some don't. And the ones that work, it's just, it seems like it's, it's going well for our, it's going well over everybody that tries it. And it, yeah, the burger was just a crazy thought. That was, I can't believe what the burger has become, honestly. It's got like its own legend now. It's weird. It's just like, I was like thinking, I'm like, man, I really want a burger. Whoa, I have bulgogi. I like these cucumbers. Let's just throw it all together and see what it, and I had all the guys at the shop try it and they were just like, this is insane. Uh And you know, and I'm just like, really? Is it, is it really that good? Or are you guys just being nice? But the guys there, they're very honest. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I just tried a burger night and honestly got my ass handed to me. It was hard because there's so many elements of that burger Uh that it, to just build one, I mean, from start to finish, it's... There's like, like six or good, seven components. Yeah. And you have to, yeah, like you said, build every one of those before yeah. they all come together. It's like just buttering the bun, the way that the burgers actually cooked, you know, and then there's cu- the cucumbers, there's the mayo, there's the fried egg on it. It's a lot of work just for like one burger. But I just have an amazing team mm-hmm. now that it's... The last one we had, not the most recent one, but the one before that, we just, it just clicked. There was just this flow and they're like, we can turn out 50 or we can turn out 30 or whatever in like a half an hour. And I'm just like, okay, if you say so, if you say you can do this, let's go. And so like our last burger night was like, we hit records there. It was pretty awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. But it the burger has become something that I never thought it would become. Uh-huh. And it's, it's really cool to see. And just to have people that care about it as much as you is really awesome. And I know how fortunate I am to have the people beside me that are helping me with all this. Mm-hmm. So. Now, trust me, we are going to get back to the burger and we are <laughs> going to get back to all the food. But I feel like for people to really kind of understand you and nice rolls and where this all comes from, we need to get into the origin story and just how this all came to be. So just wherever you want to pick it up, just start us where the idea from nice rolls came from and and when you started talking to Archetype. So 
Um, little backstory, my parents owned a restaurant like up until I was like 21. Mm-hmm. No, even past that. But um, I just grew up in a restaurant. So it was always around me. I never, like up until maybe like five-ish years ago, I was like, uh, I just didn't want to do anything with food but somehow it always came back into my life and um about four I think it's four years ago um dandelion pop-up was a huge part of like my food journey Uh um I mean I've met some great chefs there and when um that all started it just kind of put a little something in my soul like okay you still have to be a part of food because I do hair and makeup and my career for the past 10 years it's been traveling and doing that and so when COVID hit um all of my schedule for that got canceled because I'd have things in LA or Vegas or you know and there's no way that anything could be done so everything got canceled for a couple months and then it turned into the end of the year and then it turned into who knows how long. So I just had a little freak out moment and I was just like, okay, what am I going to do? You know? And I was just like, well, I've made egg rolls for my friends before and they seem to really like them, you know, like I'd make like 50 a night and we'd all eat like five or six of them. And (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's just try this. So I was like, if I can sell like a hundred a week, I'll be good. Uh This can get me through. And so by the end of the second week, I was averaging about 150 a day. So it just, it just, it blew up. And so I was just like, crap, I can't do this out of my house uh-huh. like much longer because I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. And so I was just trying to think of, you know, other places that I could like do this. There was like no more empty pots. I was going to reach out to them. And um, I was really good for, or I'm really good friends with Josh Fu and, Um, he kind of made the reconnection with Isaiah that owns Archetype. I met Isaiah when he was building out 13th Street Archetype Coffee. And I mean, from the couple interactions I've had with him, I didn't like, we weren't like friends or anything. So Josh was like, hey, I'm going to talk to Isaiah. Isaiah then that next week reached out and we had a meeting and literally the rest is history. Because... We had the meeting and I like went into it and I'm just like, okay, coffee and egg rolls. <laughs> Who's going to go for this? Uh-huh. You know, I'm just like, maybe, you know, like he's like, you can use the kitchen. It's not being used. We have like all this stuff and, you know, and it's like, okay, cool. So I just started just doing what I was doing out of my house um, inside of Archetype. And then it's just became this crazy weird amazing collab Mm -hmm. with archetype and as weird as it is it's working Mm -hmm. and it's i'm so grateful to isaiah and the entire staff there that have made this transition period like so great because now um i'm gonna be at archetype permanently like you're the first one to hear that yeah that's awesome and so it's it's cool. I get to create and curate this menu for them and I still get to do my stuff also. Um, he's letting me do whatever I want. He's like, you don't have to just have biscuits and gravy or whatever. He's like, try whatever you want out. Mm -hmm. So I'm really lucky to have that also because 
honestly, like coffee shop, Asian food, you just don't think of that uh-huh. working, but it's, it, it's awesome. And I couldn't be more grateful for like landing there to what was supposed to be temporary has now turned into this permanent thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. A lot of the food that you've done so far at Archetype has mm-hmm. been more breakfast focused. Mm-hmm. We talked about the breakfast egg rolls. You've yep. had breakfast biscuit sandwiches, the mm-hmm. Gojujang, uh bagel breakfast yeah. sandwich. And then kind of for pop-ups or like special events, you've done the burgers, you've done the tacos, mm-hmm. you've done sloppy joes, things like that. Is that going to continue to kind of be the focus or or what is what does your new partnership look like with Archetype? Sure. So um, I'm going to keep the egg rolls on. Um, I'll probably do more of the brunch things there during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have the Korean egg bread, the egg rolls. I'll do the biscuit sandwiches and, and the gochujang bagel sandwiches. I'll probably honestly keep those kind of like as a special Friday, Saturday thing for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to be adding some other items on there that I'm still working on, but um, it's the latest thing I've been working on is like this weird Korean pancake egg bread waffle thing. Oh my it's, gosh. Yeah. And I'm also doing like a mochi waffle as well. Uh-huh. Super yummy. I um, I posted about it. I post about all the little things that I work on. People are like, what is that? Uh-huh. And those items are what I'm working on for the archetype menu. So it's going to be like new fun stuff that like hopefully just, I don't know. Um, I just want people to try new things. I just want people to um, try something that's kind of familiar, but different ingredients. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to have this mochi waffle. You think waffle, because when you look at it, it's just like, it's shaped like one. But when you eat it, it's more mochi consistency, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And just, I guess, just opening people's minds to other foods, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So it'll be a lot of fun. I'll make sure you get to try some stuff out before (laughs) we drop everything online. I would love that. So two points stemming off of that. A, if you're listening to this right now, go follow Nice Rolls on Facebook and Instagram. They do a very good job, or I guess I don't need to say they, it's you. You do a very good job of updating and and posting pictures and really just, you know, keeping people up to date on exactly what's going on, not only with the company, but most importantly with the food. And Mm -hmm. it's very, very enticing. And B, I, I just, I love that this concept just continues to, evolve. I mean, you know, it started out as egg rolls and breakfast and then there was a dinner series and then the burger comes out and then, you know, you did the thing with beercade. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that was just last week or maybe yeah. a couple weeks ago. Just what is, I mean, is, is a strategy right now to just kind of like keep trying new things, just see if people like it. If they do, it sticks and it stays. If not, then we move on to the next thing. Like what's your strategy in developing all this? There, that's basically it. It's just, <laughs> I'm like food is very personal to any like cook, chef, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's just like if people don't like something, you don't just keep it on. (laughs) I, you know what I mean? It's just like if you keep it on for a certain amount of time, I feel this is my own personal opinion. Not everybody's going to like your stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's just something you have to get over very quickly. And especially when, like, a business is attached to it. It's, like, 
Dan, you like nine out of 10 of my things, okay? If uh-huh. you don't like one thing, like that's fine. Maybe another person will. And so that's where you just kind of have to watch um, and see if it's really working for your business or if it's not, mm-hmm. you know? And you have to let go when it's time to let go. And so it's all the things that I've tried have some things worked more than others, sure. But being with it being just like so new, keep it on for a little bit. If it works, great. If not, let it go and try your next idea because you want to just keep evolving with your food. You want to think of something fun. You want to do like collaborations. Like I want to work with more chefs, Mm -hmm. do cool little collabs. Like it's not just about me. Like food is about everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. And like I... Like the thing with Beercade, they're like, hey, it's our birthday. Do something with us because we want to help you and they'll help us. It's right next door. You know, it's like, why not? I feel like a lot of times um, people are like, oh, this is mine and I can't work with anybody else because it's I don't I honestly don't know the thought process of that because all I want to do is like work with more people Uh and because you can gain so much inspiration and from other chefs because there's I'm still learning I don't know maybe half the things a quarter of the things some of these chefs know and so by working with other people you just get to learn more and I don't I don't know why somebody wouldn't want to do that honestly Uh you know it's it's just fun I think that not that it's not serious, that food's not serious. I think that sometimes people forget to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And like the reason why they got into food anyway, just really any art form, you know? And I don't know. I'm just seriously, like you said, I'm just go with the flow. Uh-huh. Like, let's do it. Let's try it. If it doesn't work, let's scratch it and do something else. Were there any concepts that you created and you were like super excited about and then they just, for whatever reason, didn't really resonate and you had to let them go? Because um, it seems like your hit rate has been pretty high so far. I've been super fortunate since I've started. I mean, it's only been a few months, but so far, so good. Mm-hmm. I'm not naive to the fact that it's going to happen at some point, you know? Uh-huh. It's, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, it might hurt my feelings if somebody doesn't like something, but... I can, I can let it go, okay. you know, so, so far so good, but I'm, it's going to happen at some point, yeah. you know, and I'm okay with that. Well, as long so, as, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good attitude to have. It's, so you mentioned there's a big response when you first start doing this and you're doing it out of your home mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, you, you were like, I got to find a bigger space. You go to archetype. Mm-hmm. At, at what point do you realize, okay, this might not just be some little like you know, side project or even something that I'm just doing on Friday and Saturday or something like that. But like, this could be something like big and something real. It was that second week of starting it or being at home still. Okay. And I was just like, what have I created? I've just like, I was just thinking to myself, like, what am I going to do? I cannot like, our whole house is going to smell like egg rolls. Wait, it already does. our clothes in the closet I'm just like what no you know and my girlfriend she was just like she it's not that she didn't believe in me she was just like this blew up yeah (laughs) like what what's gonna happen now you know and I'm just like 
I just smell like an egg roll. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta, I gotta figure something out. And it just happened so organically. And like the moment, I guess the first thought of that, it was in the house. And then when Archetype just all panned out the way it did, I was just like, I'm doing this, mm-hmm. you know, like, and now I get to be as creative as I want. Mm-hmm. I'm not held down to my kitchen at home. And yeah, it was just that transition from home to archetype, like, whoa, this is happening. This is crazy, but let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Because um, at the beginning of, or a couple a couple um, months before the pandemic, I was really looking to open up a brick and mortar. Uh-huh. And so all of that just got shut down because of COVID obviously. And then this happened and I was just like, okay, I guess we're still supposed to do it in some way, you know? Cause you know, that was kind of a sign to me like, okay, I guess we have to wait. It's not supposed to happen right now. But then archetype happened and then it was just like, okay, we are supposed to still do this in some way, shape or form. So this is what we're going to do. And it, yeah, I'm so freaking grateful for everybody that's like ordering, still ordering. I have so many return customers that, you know, they'll just order and we'll deliver it out to them. It, yeah, I, I could, I could cry like thinking about like how grateful I am for everybody that supports nice rolls. It just, I can't believe what it's become in these few short months mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. So so what were those first couple days in Archetype's kitchen like? Like did you, cause you had kind of built up a fan base already at that point, mm-hmm. like you mentioned making them at home. So like, and you do a very good job on social media. So were people coming in and like seeking it out or were they coming in for coffee and being like, what is this breakfast egg roll on mm-hmm. the menu? Like kind of what what was that early response like? So I I want to say it was like the first couple weeks I was there. I was just doing what I was doing. Um, like if I were to be at home, just doing orders weekly um, for uh, the people that have ordered before and then new customers. Because what I do is just pre-make egg rolls and um, they'd go to them unfried. So they just fry mm-hmm. them at home mm-hmm. because my other big thing is like, taking an egg roll home and by the time you get it home it's not how it should be that 15 in that 15 minutes you know it's not crispy mm-hmm. it's not so i'm like how can i make this to where they can enjoy like they just had it cooked off at the restaurant you know cuz nothing's worse than biting into an egg roll and you don't get that crunch and you just get that soggy you all know what i'm talking yes, about yes. it's like no it's further explanation fun, necessary right? so they get them pre-made um, I just put directions in the bag and fry them up in oil and it just makes the experience that much better. And I, the feedback that I've gotten from that, it's just like, it's kind of fun for them and they get a fresh egg roll. So mm-hmm. nobody's really complained about that. Um, and now that I'm in an archetype, it's just like, okay, well, if they order and they want it fried off, I can actually do that. Mm-hmm. But it's just better when you can do that at home and just have it right out of your fryer or your oil, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um yeah the first couple weeks uh it was just that and then i was just like well i'm here so let's do egg rolls so i just did my vegetarian egg roll and my beef egg roll this was before the breakfast egg roll Mm -hmm. and 
those were like selling just fine. It was cool, it was weird. Um, like, okay, let's just try it out. I just started with the beef one actually. And then people were buying them. I was like, okay. And then I was just like, okay, breakfast egg roll, do I really wanna do that? And cause I'm like, I don't wanna just stuff eggs and sausage into an egg roll skin and call it an egg roll, you uh-huh. know? I was like, if it works with my filling, then that will make more sense. Because I mean, if it's just eggs and meat, it's just like a fried whatever. It's mm-hmm. not an egg roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause there's specific things that go in an egg roll, you know? So I mix my filling with eggs and sausage and um, uh, cheese and it was, it worked. Everybody was like, yeah, let's try it. And then slowly but surely it's like, We'll start out, okay, we'll sell 10, whatever. Now it's, I mean, in the weekends from when we open until, like, for the first couple hours, we're, like, 40. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just slowly. The people that know, they get there right at 8 o'clock. And if you know, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's, yeah, it, it's been crazy. I don't know. That's I, I know I keep saying that, but... This whole thing is insane to me, mm-hmm. and it's just been a lot of fun. So We've talked about this a little already, but I kind of want to return to it a little bit because mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite things about Nice Rolls mm-hmm. is that you take Korean cooking concepts that are in many ways unfamiliar to what most Americans and most Omahans know, mm-hmm. but you introduce it in a vessel that they understand, like a burger or a taco or a sloppy joe, anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how many Omahans are familiar with bulgogi or gojujang mm-hmm. or Korean egg bread, things like that. How important is it for you to represent that style of cooking? I think it's super important. I think that that's just the segue to um, the traditional Korean cooking. Because it's like, if, I, if you've never had any th- Korean food or don't know those flavors, you probably won't like it when you go to a traditional Korean restaurant because you don't know what to taste, Mm -hmm. you know? But if you put it in a burger form or a taco form and add elements that people are familiar with, it's gonna just be like, okay, whoa, that's different, but it's still familiar to me. So this is good, you know? Mm -hmm. And by doing that, then it's like, they're gonna be just more open to trying other things. The bulgogi burger, it's like the, Bun is like the rice. Everybody likes rice. Mm-hmm. That's that's an easy one. Bulgogi, um, everybody likes bulgogi. It's like probably the most popular Korean food. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have it spicy, you can have it not spicy, whatever. Um, the bulgogi burger is like a traditional bibimbap to me. And what bibimbap is, is rice, bulgogi, and a bunch of vegetables and egg. And But it's if somebody were to see that on a menu, they probably won't get it, Uh you know? But now if you have the burger and then you go to um, a Korean restaurant and you see bibimbap on the menu and you try that, the burger then is going to be connected with you because all of those same flavors are with that. It's the Korean. Yes, it's that's and that's one of the most traditional foods in Korea. And all it is is the rice and the meat and veggies and you just mix it up and eat it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing, but not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, 
for me, it's super important to do foods that are familiar also with my flavors so that people can open their minds to traditional Korean cooking, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know that there's people that don't want fusion. They just want the real thing. And it's like, I have that too, Mm -hmm. but I just want more people to be open on trying other cuisines, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it, you can't just force somebody to like something, you know, and if you don't like it, you don't like it, but just try, try it this way, give it a shot, you know, and maybe I can change your mind. If not, fine, you know, but at least if you give them something familiar, it, they're more apt to trying it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's, yeah, it's super important for me to do it that way because the flavors are very strong. They are very different if you've never had Korean food, you know, but this is a way just to try it and Mm -hmm. see if you kind of like that style. Yeah, I think that's so smart and I've seen it, you know, just at a couple Omaha restaurants, like I'll give a personal example is like Okra African Grill is another fairly new restaurant. They're like, for myself, I'm not real familiar with African cooking. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what that looks like, what that tastes like. I'm a very open and adventurous eater, so mm-hmm. I'm willing to try anything. Sure. But to have that style of cooking and that cuisine um, introduced to me in a rice bowl, which mm-hmm. is something that I know and I understand and I'm very familiar with, I that helped make that mental connection. And I feel like every time I go in there, I order something that I'm less familiar with. And I've been to... Now, China's African cuisine, I've tried some things there, yeah. and it just, it helps so much to to just kind of, like you said, the first time you try something, you don't really know what you're supposed to be eating. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to expect in terms of flavors. So to have that familiar thing first, mm-hmm. that kind of helps you kind of turn the volume up each time you revisit the next time. Absolutely. It makes you just less scared. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, I tried that. That was good. It's uh-huh. just, it's gaining the trust of the people that eat your food. It's just like, here, try this. Okay, that was cool. That was different, but I liked it. Uh Then you push it a little further the next time. And it's also just being open-minded about the food as well. You know, like you said, you tried a rice bowl. You loved it. Okay, I'm going to try this now, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, and that's how you develop your palate as well into, um, because some people just like one thing, you know? So that's what they go for every Mm -hmm. single time. But it's just like, just try something else. And I think that people also just get so used to just getting what they love. And I do it all the freaking time, too. It's Uh just like, I love this when I go to this restaurant. It's so hard to try something different. Uh But just give it a chance, you know. Uh And I think that you'd be more surprised to what you like, you know. Uh We were actually having a really interesting conversation on this off the mics right Mm -hmm. before we started recording. We were kind of talking about spicy food Mm -hmm. and that some people, you know, they label themselves, they're pepperheads, they love spicy food. And some people are just like, no, spice, I I can't have it. I hate it. I don't, I just can't tolerate it. Mm -hmm. But you were kind of making the point that if you mix in flavor, you don't have to be afraid of spice. Like mm-hmm. heat, just for the sake of heat, that can just be stupid. Like yeah. it, for <laughs> so with some hot sauce companies and stuff, that's just kind of whatever. That's just mindless, right. <laughs> just throwing peppers together. Yeah. But if you're thoughtful about it, you can take spice, which some people you know, might be afraid of, and you can even give them food that they love at a spice level they previously might not have been comfortable with because you're mixing it with the flavor, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's... Like, I don't 
like foods that burn my face off. Like <laughs> I love spicy food, but if you're eating spicy food and you can't taste anything else, like why are you spending money on this? Like, it, is it a challenge? Like, uh-huh. just you know, like I I think that it's so important to find that balance of um, spice because what some of the feedback that I've gotten, it's just like, I don't like spicy food at all, but I tried this, but it was just enough heat. It was just, you know, like that's what I'm trying to do because it's, I think that everybody can like spicy food. Mm -hmm. It's just like, how is it spiced? Is it spiced or is like the heat level just like burning your face off so you can't enjoy it? Mm -hmm. You know, are there other elements that are calming that spice down to bring you balance? Um, I have a friend that could not eat any spicy food, but now it's like he's asking for a little bit extra of this and that because there's balance in some of the things that I make. Uh And so um, I think that everybody can learn to like spicy food if it's the right kind of spicy, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like take it slow. You don't need to eat a habanero <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to say that you like spicy food. Like I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just finding that balance and, um, spicy doesn't mean it has to be level 10. Mm-hmm. Spicy can be a level five and still good and not too spicy for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just finding that balance mm-hmm. and just kind of weaning yourself to it. Because you don't need to, yeah, you don't need to eat a pepper to be like, I like spicy food. Yeah, you no, can just not, like flavor yeah, and that's okay. It's just, yeah, flavorful spicy is so different than just heat spicy. Mm-hmm. And so when people see like chili or something in there in um, like a recipe or a description in a menu, it's just like, is it flavor spicy or is it just heat spicy just mm-hmm. to be spicy, you know? Mm-hmm. Getting back to talking about that balance, I think Mm -hmm. that there's something so important about nice rolls is I feel like there's this very thin line that restaurants walk when they try to do fusion food. And I don't even know if you would describe, if you would want to describe what you do as fusion, but I think so many places they, they try to do fusion and they just kind of mash two different cuisines together in a way that isn't really coherent, but they're just taking like, okay, here are two ingredients from traditional Chinese cooking here's a burger, just smash them together and we'll just, we'll call it a fusion burger. And it ends up being more confusing Mm -hmm. than it is really fusion. I don't think nice rolls does that. I think you guys do a very good job of blending the two together and kind of taking elements of each and working them, weaving them together in a way that makes more sense than just smashing things together. How hard of a line is that to walk? It's it. I guess I would want I'd be completely fine with saying that nice rolls is partly fusion because mm-hmm. I mean a burger, <laughs> you know, and Korean food, it's, it, it's hard, but if you're thoughtful in it, um, I don't think it's that hard, mm-hmm. you know, cause who's to say really like, oh, now you're over that fusion line and this is more American or this is more Korean, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, I honestly, it's hard for me because it's just like, I just make what I like to make. And if you like it, great. If you don't, don't eat it, you know? And it, I don't know. It's just, 
I feel like the burger itself, it's more Korean than American, honestly, mm-hmm. because like the bun, okay, but the meats, bulgogi, you know, the, and eggs are a huge part of Korean cuisine. Um, you know, the gochujang, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to say, uh, but definitely, sorry, I'm like kind of going. No, on. you're just fine. Yeah. It, it's fusion, but then it's like, I have my traditional stuff too. Uh-huh. So, so we've, we've talked a lot about the burger. We've kind of like circled around <laughs> it. We've mentioned it several times. <laughs> I think it's time to dive full in. And you you talked about this process a little bit earlier, but I kind of want to just get back to the origin story behind it. How did this idea for this bulgogi burger enter your head? You said you started testing on some people. They liked it. So then how were you like, okay, well, let's release this to the public. Just what was the whole process like? It was random. It was like, I was just like, I need to make a really good burger. And at that point I had like done the cucumbers and um i had some like ground beef and i was just like i'm gonna put some marinade on there Mm -hmm. and see what it does and so i let it sit overnight and i tried it out the next day and i was just like there needs to be an egg on that i need to make a mayo i really like my gochujang so then i'm like i'll just make homemade mayo and do my gochujang in that and it just worked and then i just was like okay screw it Let's just try the full burger. Uh-huh. And it was awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I was just like, I think this is awesome, but do other people think that this is, is it as awesome? And so, um, yeah, I had some of the guys at the shop try it, and they were just like, this is really freaking good. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. So I did a burger pop up and I think we did maybe 30 burgers. Mm, maybe, that's kind of pushing it. Maybe, yeah, maybe 30 burgers the first night mm-hmm. that we did it. And I was just like, wow, I cannot do this every freaking day. I cannot offer this more than once a month right now. Like this is, it's a lot of work. Yep. And it, cause I mean, I'm trying to think the first pop up, maybe it was like two or three of us for these burger pop ups to happen like five people need to be in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So it's just because there's so many elements of it. And just from the curbside to, you know, um, to cooking the burger, to cooking the egg, we all have to be so in sync. And um, yeah, it just turned into this crazy thing that I never thought would be with this burger. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I remember... Back when it was kind of like first coming out, you guys were putting up photos on Instagram and I was very intrigued mm-hmm. and I was like, this thing looks good. But, you know, it was kind of still kind of, I didn't really understand the process of ordering it, that it was like a sure. monthly thing. It was kind of nebulous and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you did that video where you and you mentioned him earlier with Josh Fu, yeah. where like the whole, there's like a process of the burger cre- being created and all the elements are just flying together. And I think I... I didn't text my wife. Mm -hmm. I called Sarah (laughs) and I was like, I don't know. Look, like on whatever the day was on, you know, September 19th or whatever, there's an ordering form for this burger. I don't know if you want one. I'm getting one. Do you want me to get one for you? Because I'm getting one and she got one too. And yeah, it was fantastic. It Because it's unlike any burger I've ever had in that it just, it had a level of sweetness that you, that I wasn't really 
that I've never had on a burger that you don't really expect because it's a different sweetness than you get from ketchup or mm -hmm. something like that. It's it's a lot deeper, but it wasn't like, I mean, obviously I didn't feel like I was eating dessert or anything. It mm -hmm. wasn't an overwhelming amount of sweetness. And then you add a little bit of that spice from the gochujang. You add just the creaminess of that runny egg, which a, an over easy egg can just go on just about anything for yeah. me and I'm happy. So it was just, it was so fantastic. I mean, were you surprised this thing was a hit or was it more just when that first time you taste it, were you just like, this is once people get this, they're not going to be able to get enough. It's I'm constantly surprised mm -hmm. by like the foodies of Omaha. I am. I'm just like, dang you guys are showing up because it's like i like it but like i like a lot of things that other people don't like uh -huh. and it's just like it honestly blows my mind because it i'm just like these are just different flavors are people gonna get it like i hope they do but if not that's okay because i can't expect to, everybody to like what i make but i i I was, I'm very shocked of what the burger has become. Mm -hmm. I ha I am. Um, I talked to my parents, you know, they come in, they come in every week and um, we'll talk about what happened that week. And my mom's just like floored. It's cause like I offer sweet and sour sauce or gochujang, you know, for my egg rolls. Uh -huh. And I, cannot believe how many people go for the gochujang. I mean, like it's fermented pepper paste, you know, uh -huh. like I'm, I just don't think that people are going to go for that, but I blow through that stuff and my sweet and sour sauce. I'm just like, I love my sweet and sour sauce and, but people choose the gochujang over it. And I'm just like, so shocked, just something so little like that. And that just makes me even more excited because that is the gochujang is such a different flavor profile mm -hmm. than sweet and sour sauce. Mm -hmm. But the fact that people are going for that more, like it makes me super excited and just kind of shows me that people are open to trying whatever I make. And it's, it's so cute. There's this couple that come into archetype every weekend and they order the Korean egg bread. Uh -huh. and they're just like, don't forget the spicy sauce. And I'm just like, what? And I mean, and they're like in their, like, I, I would say like late 60s. Uh -huh. And they're just all about it. Cause there's a sweetness, there's a spiciness. That's just kind of like one of those things too, where it's just like the gochujang, it's not like crazy spicy, but mm -hmm. there's heat to it, mm -hmm. you know? But um, there's enough sweetness to it also to where the people that normally would choose the sweeter sauce can mm -hmm. try it and hopefully like it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with a burger, it's just, it's crazy to think like what it's become in these few short months. I never, ever would have expected that. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. When you get a reaction like you do from that couple that you just mentioned mm -hmm. from someone who is experiencing a different cuisine for the first time and they like it so much that they just keep coming back to it. Like you opened that door from them. Mm. Is there, the word that I keep coming back to in my mind is pride. I know that's not the right word, but is there like some kind of a sense of pride that comes with that? That just like this person may never have known about this before mm -hmm. and they tasted your cooking and now it's a part of their diet and they love it. It's, it's really humbling, honestly. Uh -huh. It's just like, this is like food that I grew up on and that makes me happy. And if I can 
introduce some of like my own personal comfort to someone else and they enjoy it just as much like that just makes me happy I think that's goal for any chef or cook you know that makes anything it's just like you hope they enjoy it and if they further want to know your story about it that's even more special you know I think that's something really great about what you do Dan is just like yeah you like the food but you want to know like why it's important to people Mm -hmm. and why like why this became a thing you know and I think that a lot of times when people talk about food they kind of forget that food is such a personal experience Mm and um you can not like something but it's I think that also people need to remember that if they don't like something that's just kind of an opinion because there's might there's probably going to be like 10 other people or whatever that do like it you Mm -hmm. know and it's yeah it's just super super humbling when somebody's like oh my gosh this is so great i've never tasted anything like it you know it's it pumps you up it encourages you to to more and do better and to introduce new foods to people and I think that I got really lucky also with the people that come into Archetype they just that demographic of people they are hungry for different and new and you know Mm -hmm. so like the that whole connection it I'm thankful for it every day Mm -hmm. you know now you talk about introducing people to to new items mm-hmm. and things. Something that I both love and hate about nice rolls <laughs> is you, there's always something new. And the only reason I uh, hate is too strong a word, but the only reason that's a struggle for me is because I'm someone who, because of this show and just because of my general knowledge, I like to get out and try everything. So mm-hmm. I'm constantly trying new restaurants. I very rarely go back to the same restaurant twice in a month much less two weeks (laughs) and yet i feel like all the time i get on instagram and i just had the burger like three days ago and then a week later i'm seeing oh here's the goji uh sloppy joes and i'm just like christina (laughs) you gotta slow down i I can't even keep up with you or else i'll be in there every single week like so i guess how, how often are you testing out new recipes and what does your like testing process look like how do you determine if this was awesome i'm gonna start offering this um right now it's a time issue for me Mm -hmm. like i'll try out a bunch of things but then i really have to take a step back and be like what can i handle right now um because it korean cooking it's so much prep Mm-hmm. So with something like a uh, um, uh, gochujang sloppy joe, there's a lot of prep that goes into that as far as like the sauce, but like it's a little less time consuming. So when I come out with something kind of quick, it's just it makes sense for the time right now because mm-hmm. it's it's just me majority of the time. I have like my parents come in. Um, every week just to come be a part of it like it's the cutest thing in the world everybody at the coffee shop like loves them but it's their machines I'm just and they just know exactly if I'm like hey I need cabbage carrots and onions they're just like okay and it's like done in an hour oh wow it's just mind blowing uh-huh. it's because it's what they know it's what they've done their entire life and then I have my friend that um, 
moved here from Chicago, actually. Her name's Uni, and she comes in and helps when she can. Um, and it's just trying to find like that time of making everything because mm-hmm. it I'm not at a place where I can have this huge crew like I can bring on people like during my pop-ups and stuff and I'm just slowly building this but it I have all of these ideas and I've tested out a bunch of stuff but until I have the bodies it I won't do it Mm -hmm. because it'll come out Mm half-assed and I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And so with archetype and everything, like once we decide like when we're going to open and all of that, then we can kind of see what that looks like. And hopefully nice rules can become a thing where we are open in the evenings, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's just, just trying to find the balance in time. There's a million things that I want to try, but it's just doing what makes sense right now and like what I can handle. Cause I, I already struggle with finding balance because uh-huh. I'm just like, I'm just working all the time and my mind's just like thinking of these other things and these other ideas. And sometimes I just got to be like, okay, Christina, calm down. Uh-huh. Like you're one person. And, um, but we'll just start rolling stuff out here and there as we go. Now, your story I think is, just an inspiration for so many people because there are so many, I think just great home cooks and bakers out there that kind of, you know, they are really, really good at what they do and they please their families. They, they share stuff with their friends and their friends love it. And they're like, you should open a restaurant. You should do this. You should do that. It's not that easy. (laughs) Can you, and I I know that, you know, we could probably have an hour long podcast just off this topic, Mm -hmm. but can you maybe just pull back the curtain a little bit and let people know just how difficult this is and how, you know, obviously if you're passionate about it and you believe in your product, you can go for Mm -hmm. it, but it's not easy, right? This is like the restaurant industry is one of the hardest things. And, um, growing up in a restaurant, I like up until like I was out of the house, I was like, I never want to do this Mm -hmm. because I see how hard my parents are working. I like, not that I'm scared of hard work, but it's just like, I don't want this life for me. Mm -hmm. But then as I got older, I was just like, they've really like made some incredible relationships with people and people trust them and love them. And it's because their food brought them together, you know? And like, I love doing hair and makeup. I love cooking and all of that. But like my primary passion is for people. Like I just, if I can do something to make you happy or help you out, whatever, I'm going to do it because it's it. Cause it's like what my parents did, you know, and they just always cared just for other people and just wanted to make sure that they were okay. And it's, it is so hard to run something like this. Like, it I love it so I don't even think about it but I'm easily putting in a hundred plus hours a week Mm -hmm. but I don't think about that because it's just it's just what I'm doing it's what I love to do and it it's really like the last thing I think about because I'm just like I'm here I'm doing what I love to do and until I'm done with my day I'm you know I'm still here Mm -hmm. um I think like when people say just open up a restaurant, I'm just like, <laughs> you don't just open up a restaurant. Like it sounds it's, so ni- oh nice and easy man. on paper. Yeah. It's just, it's, 
it's crazy the things that go into it. It's just like all the costs, all like this, this, that, and there's always something that el- something else that pops up. Um, I mean, just watching my parents throughout the years, like the things that would happen, it's just truly like things you would never think that would happen, mm-hmm. you know? And like, there goes a couple grand there and <laughs> it's just, and you're just working constantly, but it, food is definitely one of those things where it's just like, you can't think about money. You can't think of, it's just because you love to do it and it's not, it's not easy, but if you love to do it, you don't even think about that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, have I had my hard days? Absolutely. But the, like, I guess just the end goal of it all, like trumps all of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been wild, but I'm super here for it and Mm -hmm. I'm super committed to it. So, well, we thank you for your hard work. And I, especially knowing that you now work hundred hours, hundred hour (laughs) weeks. Thank you so much for giving me an hour of your time. Uh, as we wind down here, I just, I want to hit on, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, but just kind of like the future of nice roles, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of opening up more of a permanent space in archetype kind Mm -hmm. of, what does that look like? And what can people expect in the coming weeks, coming months in terms of nice roles? So we haven't really, um, set a date of when we're going to open Mm -hmm. because it's again, a weird relationship, like weird collab that we're just trying to figure out as well. But, um, I will be doing a menu for archetypes specifically um, for people that come in to the coffee shop. So from archetype for archetype hours, there'll be a completely different menu. And then in the evenings, um, I'll have a menu just for nice rolls. So it's just kind of like he's letting me do nice rolls when archetypes not open basically Uh and it could be anything from just doing window service out of the alley of archetype it's between archetype and beercade or um if we do start uh indoor seating and stuff like that it's something where people can come in and order just like regular restaurant Mm -hmm. so uh that's kind of what we're working on and trying to figure out the logistics of right now yeah um but another thing that's really exciting is that um we're going to, I'm going to start working with like other chefs also and doing some collabs and some opening up the space just really to help other people getting started as well. And it's, there's room for everyone, uh-huh. you know, and it's just about helping each other out. And I mean, that's how nice rolls happened with me. You know, Isaiah was like, Hey, let's try it out, whatever you can use the space. And then it just turned into something that I never thought would be but here we are here we are (laughs) so So obviously there's a lot to get excited about in the future in terms of nice rolls and like i mentioned earlier follow nice rolls on facebook and instagram that's how you'll get a lot of your updates other than that just Mm -hmm. in what ways like if somebody you know is listening to this and they're like okay i don't want to wait for the for the you know the the night service to open or Mm -hmm. anything i need a breakfast egg roll now or i want to get signed up for the next you know, the next burger order, how can they do that? So, 
Um, on Instagram and Facebook, I'm pretty like if something's about to happen or going to happen within the com- coming weeks, I'll just do a post about it. Um, so as far as the ordering, like I did when Nice Rolls first started, it's I've been so slammed with um, catering orders and stuff like that to where I haven't been able to open that back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping to within like the next month once a week start doing those orders again um and you can pick it up at archetype or um have it delivered to you and as far as getting food or like the egg rolls and everything so the archetype hours with nice rolls on mondays and tuesdays were closed wednesdays and thursday we'll have the breakfast egg rolls and the korean egg bread um from 7 a.m until 2 or until we sell out fridays and saturdays we have the breakfast sandwiches the egg bread, the egg rolls um, until two o'clock or until sold out. And then Sunday, eight until two with the egg rolls and egg bread until sold out. So that's kind of if you want to come down, just don't do it on Mondays and Tuesdays because you will not get the egg rolls. But um, our pastry chef is awesome and she makes some killer treats also. So there's food, just not on Mondays and Tuesdays with nice rolls. Fantastic. Well, people, you've heard the story. You've heard the passion. I mean, just listening to Christina, I think you can tell this is something that she's put a ton of effort. She continues to put a ton of thought and effort into. And I can personally attest that you taste that in the food, whether that is breakfast, whether that's the burger, whether it's a pop up. It is it's it's something that I think does need to be experienced. And I highly encourage you to do so. Christina, thank you so much for joining the thank show today. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yes, it was. I'd be happy to do it again anytime. And uh, Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.